Alright, so hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the new podcast, Fight Before Flight. Our goal is basically to spread awareness and help make this world a better place and a place for kindness. I know how cheesy that is, just bear with me, trust me. Um, first of all, I would like to recognize my one and only current sponsor, my mom. So thank you, mom. So today the topic is going to be black people's hair. From being admired by the people we don't know to being made fun of by the people we do and the love-hate relationship we have with it, it's just, it's all crazy. As a mixed girl with type 3 hair, I grew up with people always wanting to pet it and touch it. I remember being around 8 or 9 and stopping off at a gas station to go to the bathroom. I left a little stall to wash my hands and this old lady comes in. She said hi to me and told me my hair was pretty. Then she reached out her hand and started massaging my head and grabbing my hair. Just how, how weird is that? Like, that's just, I, I don't think back then I understood that that wasn't socially acceptable. Being so young, I just brushed it off. It happened so much. I just didn't know. I mean, I had classmates and teachers play with my hair so much that I could have charged 25 cents and paid for my college by seventh grade. I guess growing up, I didn't really accept my hair. I mean, it was always shorter in braids, and when it was short, I didn't care for it. It was just a tangled mess. I was so incredibly tender-headed, and I could not stand having my hair brushed or combed. It wasn't properly, you know, taught to me how I should take care of it. I didn't have anyone to tell me how to take care of it properly. When I was a bit older and my hair was a little longer, I wanted to straighten it. My mom let me do this a few times, and I was so happy at how easy it was to take care of, and that I could just roll out of bed and just brush it and go to school. It was so easy that I just kept relaxing my hair and hurting it. I was so happy to have straight hair. Like, it just made me so happy because I finally looked like my family and my friends. I think that was part of the issue that I faced, you know, the fact that my entire circle was just white people with straight hair, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just wasn't exposed to black people at a young age. I think that's a, another issue that black people face is that we're taught from being young that our hair is prettier when it's straight and we want to straighten it for special occasions. People at school would put things in our hair like pens and pencils and sticks to see how long it would take us to notice. Schools won't let us wear certain hairstyles like braids and dreads. And jobs pre prevent us from working when we have certain hairstyles that they don't think is professional. How are you going to tell us it's not professional? It's our hair. I think it should be appreciated. It's just crazy. I was adopted by white parents when I was born, so my whole family was white. My best friend is white. Her whole family is white. You know, there's, there's a pattern. I didn't really know anything about black people. Not because my parents tried to hide them from me but because I just genuinely don't think they understood that it would have been beneficial to have people who looked like me. I want to say first that I love my parents so much and I'm so thankful for them. My mom tried so hard to find people who understood my hair type and could help me love my curls, but it was really hard. I remember one day she came home with this piece of line paper that someone at her work had written a whole bunch of hair tips on so my mom could learn what to do for my hair. I still have that paper actually. It was really sweet, and I could tell my mom wanted to help. No matter how hard she tried, though, I just wanted silky, straight, brushable hair. I wanted to look like everyone around me, you know? It wasn't that I wasn't comfortable with my skin color and the way my hair was. It just wasn't something I was used to seeing. 
I was used to everyone around me having straight hair. So, I guess on that topic, I asked the question on my Facebook page, which is Muscles and Melanin, if you'd like to go check it out. Um, And I got some really good responses as to some of the things black people have faced when it comes to their hair. I actually had one girl tell me that her hair was set on fire at one point. Her name is Sissy, and with her permission, I'm going to share a little bit about her story. So, Sissy was adopted by her white aunt and uncle because her parents weren't able to take care of her fully at that time. Her adoptive parents basically gaslighted her for years, and they said she was crazy when she asked why she was darker than them. Her previous foster parents had told her that her birth father was black. Her adoptive parents denied that her birth father was black until he found her when she was in her 20s and they had a DNA test done. She said that it was then that she realized that her adoptive parents were ashamed of her. She said that they made the bullying she dealt with at school so much worse. She would come home from school and tell them about all the nicknames people would call her, and it was as if they were ashamed that other people saw the color of her skin. So she told me that she used to wear her hair down to school and on the bus sometimes. Kids on the bus would put things like spitballs and gum in her hair, and then it escalated to pulling chunks of her hair out. Twice. Two times. They took a lighter to her hair. The kids that messed with her on the bus never got in trouble because the bus driver supposedly didn't see what happened. I think it's also important to mention that one of the kids was the bus driver's son. For the sake of keeping this short, I will jump to the happy part. Sissy has now been fully natural for seven years, so let's all give it up for Sissy real quick. Let's take a second. This is for Sissy. Okay. And she is now with a husband who loves her and, in her words, gets bummed out when she doesn't wear her bonnet. She said, I think loving myself brought about healthy love. And I think that's really important. So, to Sissy, thank you so much for sharing your story and I'm so proud of you for doing all that you're doing. So, another girl shared a few different stories with me about her childhood. We're going to call her Lola. She had a few different experiences, but I'm only going to share a few. She told me that she had her first experience acknowledging that she was kind of different when it comes to skin color when she was in fifth grade. Lola was told by one of her classmates that they thought she was a new student because her hair was different. After that, she stopped getting her hair done in protective styles because she was so incredibly insecure. I mean, I definitely understand that because I've felt the same way. People, I showed up to school with box braids one day and people just didn't recognize me they thought I was new and I just never understood that that was not a good thing so she ended up transferring to a different school where she was one out of four black kids which was a step up from her old school she made a friend there who encouraged her to look up the natural hair movement so she could learn how to care for her hair she said before that she learned what a Brazilian blowout was and did that to her hair She started damaging her hair like crazy and using gel and oil to achieve the quote-unquote perfect hair. Her family supported her because she was happy and she wasn't having a hard time with her hair. They did what they thought was right. In high school, she kept her hair in a bun and didn't wear it down often. When she wore it down, it was straight. She began to get into the curly girl method groups on Facebook, which is actually where I met her, which were full of people with hair types that were so different than hers, which I've experienced as well. It's just... Everyone there is so beautiful, but the hair is just so different, and you never would imagine that there are so many different types of curly hair, but no one's curly hair is the same, it feels like. So, she left high school and went to college, and finally began to accept her hair. She would let the other black girls teach her what to do with her hair, how to style it, all the cool things she could do with it, 
but unfortunately this was in a public setting so it kind of gave an invitation without inviting um a white lady to come in and start messing with her hair so that wasn't cool but despite that she finally began to love it so i'm very proud of her black people face a whole lot when it comes to our hair that some people just would never think of and i think that's incredibly important I think it's so important that there's more of an awareness when it comes to black hair and especially leaving the word nappy out of our vocabulary. Let's just leave that behind that can burn with 2020. It's not cool. Our hair is beautiful and it needs to be viewed that way. I think it's equally as important that people who aren't black educate themselves on our hair if they want to talk about it. We love hearing people talk about our hair and complimenting it. It's so cool. It makes us feel so good especially because the majority of us spend so much time working on it and perfecting it and doing all these crazy things, hanging our heads upside down off of our beds just to get it to curl once perfectly and diffusing it and leaving all these products. Man, we even use lube in our hair to get the frizz to go away. I know how crazy that sounds, but it's true. I use it. So many curly girls use it and it works. So why would we stop? Um, I think it's really important that people educate themselves, so here's a tip. We know you probably don't mean to be offensive, although there are some people who do, but the majority of people don't mean to be offensive. Some of the compliments you give us, though, about our hair can be pretty backhanded. For example, um, oh, you look pretty like that today. You should do that more often when our hair is, you know, just not, not, <laughs> So let's all do our part to learn and teach about black hair and lift each other up because that's what we need to do. We need to focus on the good in people, especially the black hair. It's next time you see your black friend, your aunt, your uncle, or yourself, give yourself a pat on the back. Give them a pat on the back because you know dang well they spent so long on their hair that morning or on that wash day trying to perfect it spending hundreds of dollars on products trying to make it look good and it's never going to look the same so just compliment them because that will make their day absolutely I know it has for me so I really love these stories and I want to say a huge thank you to Sissy and Lola for sharing their stories with me and helping this episode of my first podcast come to life I honestly couldn't have done this without them so Thank you, Sissy and Lola. I'm really excited to share this with you because you guys are awesome. I'm really excited to be starting this podcast and shedding some light on some of the issues that a lot of America is facing right now. Um, it's just a little bit about our podcast. It's going to touch on a lot of civil issues such as Black Lives Matter, uh, LGBTQ plus rights, stop Asian hate, all kinds of things like that. But it's not only just going to be, you know, Black Lives Matter and here's why. It's going to be different subcategories of why they matter. The things that we're doing that need to be recognized, you know, the things that black women, black men, black children, Asian men, Asian women, Asian children anyone in the communities, anyone who is a minority, the things that we're doing that deserve recognition for so long that haven't been recognized. So it's it's going to go into a whole bunch of different things that recognize these people. And I'm really hoping to get people on this podcast so that they can be recognized and just congratulated because, you know, we all need that sometimes. We all need to just 
be congratulated and to feel like people are listening to us and to feel like people care and that they're just appreciative of us. So I'm hoping that with this podcast, I will be able to shed some light and to get people to feel appreciated. So as for our social medias, if you'd like to check us out, we are Muscles and Melanin on Facebook and Instagram. Hopefully we'll be expanding to some other social medias, but that's to be determined. So I really want to thank you guys for listening and just for the sake of having a really cool outro, never forget to fight for who and what you love. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the very first episode of Fight Before Flight. I know it was a little short today. It's definitely going to be longer in the future. But as a first episode, I feel like this was appropriate. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll share and I hope you'll tune in next time and see all the things we have to talk about. and Maybe even make a contribution. I would love that. Thank you so, so much for listening and just have a great day. And your hair looks awesome, no matter who you are.